I don't know what the, the actual proper name for that guitar is, but you know, he's playing that alongside a couple of girls and he's playing it like mega aggressively. Like <laughs> mega, he's pissed. He is pissed. And one of the other uh, females there was just like, I know that look. That's the look of, of a girl that's just really pissed off at the person that gave her away and just wants to prove them wrong and get revenge. And it's just like, I'm going to fucking show that guy that son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome into Anime Plus episode 59, the final episode of 2021 from our show. Episode 60 will kick off the new year. Very excited for that. Um, got a lot of good stuff, uh, you know, coming out for episode 60 uh, that Zach and I are going to be breaking down. Uh, that episode will be dropping on January 2nd, and we're going to be talking about top five favorite new or new series to us that came that we discovered or came out this year in 2021, as well as top 10 series who we think that we had the best year of 2021. I mean, Zach and I, shit, man, we read like fucking 30 plus series. Yes, so easily. I mean, we can easily do this. We can easily do a top 10 for like who had the best 2021 based on the content that was released within this year. Um, and then we're also going to talk about what we're excited for uh, coming out in 2022 because Jump Festa has been fucking wild. There's been so much that's come out of Jump Fest over these past couple days. Stuff still coming out right now as we speak. Uh, so a lot of stuff to look forward to next year, as well as the uh, Sokagon finale and the Talk Up Destiny finale. We will be talking about that on episode 60. Uh, you already heard his voice. I got Zach here in studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling today? I'm doing good. I'm ready to do this. Yep. Then we're doing another break, and we're just going to kill it again. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. We're, we are going to be on a break after this episode, just like we were last week. Uh, just the holidays, man. Just the holidays. We got other stuff that we're doing. Uh, this break, of course, we lining up with Christmas. Hopefully, you have a wonderful Christmas. Happy holidays with your family or friends or whoever you're going to spend it with. Um, and we will be back, like I said, on January 2nd with episode 60. And I think going into next year, Zach and I were talking about it. We're going to aim to have a set amount. Like, we're going to have an episode that we plan to end the year on. And right now, I think we're leaning towards episode 100. Um, so that will be 12 breaks throughout next year that we're going to take. We, we won't take one coming back into January just because we've taken so many here recently uh, just for the holidays. So we'll, we'll at least run for at least a couple months straight of content unless something pops up, of course. And then uh, we'll look to take our, our first break maybe in March. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Well, most of them are probably going to end up being holiday season again anyways. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're, we're busy. Uh, you're very busy with work. I'm busy with not being busy and just taking vacation and just not wanting to do it. Being a lazy ass. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But I, I do believe episode 100 is going to be our goal to end off next year. So that's going to be pretty hype. Uh, if you could, go follow us on Twitter at Animen Podcast. We'd appreciate that. Uh, and make sure to check out Lighthearted Gamers. Especially go check out Lighthearted Gamers episode 69 that is dropping this week. Because we have a very special announcement for the future of that show that I cannot wait to talk about there. Uh, as well as go take, uh, check out a terrible football show and talking about movies and stuff. We will have a Spider-Man No Way Home talking about movies and stuff episode coming out sometime soon. I just don't know when. We haven't actually talked about when we're going to record that. Uh, I know Shane wants to be on. He's my co-host over at a terrible football show. So oh, he, that'll be a fun one. It will. Yeah, he's going to be on. Uh, would you like to be on? I don't know. We I mean, I'd be down. We haven't talked about it. I don't know if John wants to be on. I don't know if Jared wants to be on. Uh, Jared is someone who we're going to, you know, he was on uh, Lighthearted Gamers episode 50, and we're going to try to get him more involved with, uh, like, the Lighthearted Gamers podcast and stuff like that kind of going forward. So that's super cool. And lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon's a great way to do so, but don't feel obligated. Just be a friend, tell a friend, shout out to Andy, our tier one patron. Appreciate the hell out of you. 
Uh, with that said, perfectly made through the entire intro. Didn't you have to turn it off? That's a good intro, in my opinion. All right. Uh, anything you want to chat about before we jump into our normal anime talks? Um, have you actually seen anything that's come out of Jump Festa? It's been fucking every... Oh, man, so much stuff. No. Dude, a lot of stuff's come out. It's been super cool, dude. I mean, we've gotten, obviously, more looks at the uh, the Bleach animated return. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is coming next fall, as well as My Hero Season 6 coming next fall. Um, you know, Ayukashi Triangle anime was confirmed. Uh, another look at Spy Family looks great. Uh, very excited for that. That's coming in April. Really? Yep, Spy Family in April, and it will be in two parts, just like how 86 was this year. So probably Spy Family uh, in, in April range, you know, for the spring season, and then the part two, season two, will be out sometime in the fall, I'd guess. So if, that, if that's the case, man, we got a fucking packed-ass fall with Bleach, My Hero, and Spy Family if that ends up being the case. I mean, that'll be very good for us. We'll have some stuff. We're still going to be dead in the summer, though. Unless unless they announce something, yeah, we are. Summer always seems to be very lacking. Like when it comes to the stu- stuff that came I mean, out, of this, I, I'm gonna have to find something because what we got out of summer this year was freaking die. Yeah, was Dragon Quest out of nowhere. Yeah, like out of all the summer stuff that came out this year, literally the only thing that came out that was actually part of the summer lineup that we actually reviewed on this show this show was uh, Sukumichi. That was it. Uh, I, I was watching the uh, Fina Pirate Princess that came out in the summer, yeah. and I still need to go and finish that series because it is a very fun watch. And at the, I, I, looking back, I wish I would have stayed committed and watched it weekly and reviewed it on the show because it is a good show, uh, even though I haven't gone to finish it yet. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we have something good out of summer because uh, last summer we literally didn't have anything that really interests us. Uh, but, yeah, lots lots of different anime announcements. Man. New Yu-Gi-Oh! season. Uh, called Go Rush is what it's going to be called. I guess they're, they're from the looks of they're sticking with are the they speed playing, duels. Are they playing Go now while dueling? Uh, they might be. We'll see. Uh, they they still only have this uh, the three slot dual disc, so I don't know. Yep, three slot dual disc. Uh, still the speed duels. Uh, that seems to be the angle. The main character looks like he's got like almost like cat ears in a way with how his hair is. You know, speaking of card game series, I mean. I sometimes wonder how they stay alive. I mean, I get to understand card games popularity and everything because what mm. there's card fight vanguards, there's Yu Gi Oh of course, and then there's that one that came out this uh, build divide fall season build divide. Yeah, I mean, I always wonder what's the niche for them because I mean, I mean, I I slightly get it I guess because I mean I watched some build divide it was someone entertaining to me, mm. but I mean, just like card games in general, <clears throat> systems are just always real. Complicated, well, not necessarily complicated, but so different from each other. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, why do you have to constantly bake this for series as well, right. and then add the drama to it? Right. And and you're right; it really does have its niche. Uh, you know, card. You know, the card uh, fight van uh, vanguard. <coughs> I mean, it, it definitely still has its niche. I mean, I'm surprised it's still a thing personally, but I guess it's just super popular. Over I mean, in Japan. it's got a season currently running, so yeah. You know, Yu Gi Oh is is going to be around probably forever at this point. Uh, which I mean, I, I I checked out a little bit of uh, V Reigns, and I mean it was it was okay. I liked how confident our protagonist was to start the series. He seemed like more of a serious kind of badass sort of character. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get past like episode five. Was he still an eight year old? No, I mean he was more like a teenager. I mean he was like probably like a seventeen year old. I don't know. Uh, so I mean it, it was it was kind of cool in that regard. Um, the the last season you go sevens didn't even check out a single episode because they dialed it back. To be more focused on like a, a kid, a kid sort of audience. Gotcha. So I didn't even bother to check it out. But I will say Arc V was very good. I very, I really enjoyed Arc V. 
that was a fun that was a very fun season. I watched like all 160 episodes of that. Dang, okay. Yeah, it was it was good. It was it was, that was actually very enjoyable. Um one thing I do also want to shout out cuz I just saw this before we started recording and I'll also plug this on Animan Plus News that's coming out tomorrow, so make sure to check out Animan Plus News for all your latest news. Um there was a thing that someone was posting saying that apparently Boruto is going to go weekly and part of Shonen Jump that is incorrect. So go ahead and, and eliminate those hopes. That's not happening. I saw the article about it going around, and that is incorrect. That's not happening. It would be cool if it happened, but it's not. That that's that's dead. That's not going to happen. It's still going to stay on monthly. Uh, anyway, uh, we can go ahead and jump into it. Uh, where do you want to start? So Zach did not check out Yashihime, so no Yashihime this week. Um, so with that said, where would you like to start this week? Do you want to start with? Demon Slayer and all that it's bringing to the table. I can, yeah. Uh, episode one being a 46-minute endeavor. Uh, just, you know, first kicking off with the fallout of the train arc, of course. Seeing Tanjiro go visit um, Rengoku's family, you know, see his little brother, mm-hmm. get those interactions. His dad, who's a complete asshat. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Tanjiro giving him a good headbutt. Um, which, one thing that I, I want to shout out, uh, which is obviously no surprise, but I just, I really do genuinely appreciate how well they do the back and forth animation of like the super poorly drawn chibi style. And then like the super like, Oh, amazing animation. I really do appreciate how well they just go back and forth between They're them. They're able to flip flop. Yeah, man. Cause like, that's like the picture I sent you where the three of them were training. It's just like, just like little black dot eyes. And I do so not poorly remember drawn. that at all from the manga. I didn't either, personally, and then I, I had to actually had to go back and look to confirm that it was there. But you know, I, I just really appreciate that. I really do because it's constantly hilarious. To it's me. Com- very comical. Yeah, I mean, first episode, you know, having the fallout of that, um, where he was basically delivering Rengoku's final message to his family. You know, which you finally get to see his father kind of show emotion and cry for his son. You know, once uh, you know he hears the final message that was for him was just please take care of yourself from Rengoku. So that was a nice little emotional moment. And then of course you get introduced to our sound pillar, who is yeah. who is fantastic in every way. And has well, what do we have said? It was in episode one that he said he had three wives. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. has three wives. Yeah, he has he <laughs> he, has, he has three wives. Yeah, his introduction was him trying to, you know, basically kidnap a couple of girls yes. at the place where they've been staying because they were part of the demon core. He's just like, I need these girls. He's just trying to straight up fucking take them before Tanjiro comes in and just starts yelling at him and bitching at him. And then you have like a nice little moment where it's like all three of them look like super cool, you know, where Tanjiro's like, we'll go in their place. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, Skate gets over here. Zenetsu gets over here, like perfect timing sort of thing. It looks all super badass. And Inosuke's like, I just got back. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that was essentially the uh the the first episode kicking off the season was just mostly like the first 30 minutes was the recap you know not you know not recap but you know just the fallout and the next is introduced into this new character episode two was uh very comedic as well because this is when you know the three of them are dressed up as girls and he's trying to sell them off to people and Zenitsu's the last one left, and Zenitsu's like, I've been rejected! <laughs> you know, because the other two got bought very quickly or pawned off very quickly or whatever the case was. If I remember was. correctly, doesn't Tondro get sold real quick? Because he He's looks, the first one. He looks very feminine. Well, it's not like that. It's that, and, like, uh, it's just like, oh, I bet, I bet she's going to be a great worker. You know, and then Inosuke is the next one, which Inosuke already kind of looks like a girl anyway, yeah. you know, so that, that was kind of an easy sell, you know, and, you know, with, with them being in the entertainment district arc, now it's just all about finding his wives, you know, because they went silent, you know, from the regular messages, which you do get to see at the end. Um, I can't remember the name of the one 
um, the first one that you get to actually see, but you get to see where she's basically captured and being tortured by whatever demon it is because the demon found the the messages that she's been sending. I was like, so who are you sending these to? And in, in Nosuke is about to just uh, stumble upon it. But so nothing really like over the top happened. Uh, it was just a lot. Of, I'll be honest. I mean, a lot of the, the content in these first two episodes was like a lot of comedic stuff. Like I feel like it was a lot of that like poorly drawn chibi art. Like a lot, which I was cool with. I was laughing. I was having a good time. Um, so that was the majority of it. I mean, it's just you know, in, entry of the of, of the arc is essentially all it is. Um, so, but either way, I'm, I'm pumped for the season though. Uh, this is going to be a very good season. You know, um, our sound pillar is awesome. Uh, is it Uzai? Is that his name? I don't remember. Ten, ten, I think it's Tengan Uzai. I think is what it is. I could be butchering. I'm terrible. Thing. You guys know this. Nothing new. If you've been here before, shout out to you. Like and comment, you know, subscribe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> comment down below if I, if I butchered the name. I'd appreciate that. Um, but, uh, I mean, like, like I said, man, it's just entry level for an arc. You know, it's just a lot of comedic stuff, you know, a lot of entertaining content. Like when Zenitsu finally gets bought off for, like, super cheap, basically, where, you know, Tengen was just like, I'm basically just trying – I'm just trying to give her away for free at this point. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with her. Take her off my hands, please, man. Yeah, basically. You see Zenitsu at the place where you know he's at and you know playing uh whatever whatever the, whatever that guitar is called that you that you strum with the large like fan looking thing okay sure. I, I don't know what the, the actual proper name for that guitar is but you know he's playing that alongside a couple of girls and he's playing it like mega aggressively like <laughs> mega he's pissed he is pissed and one of the other uh females there was just like i know that look that's the look of, of a girl that's just really pissed off at the person that gave her away and this wants to prove them wrong and get revenge <laughs> and it's just like i'm gonna fucking show that guy that son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so those sort of interactions was really entertaining of just how much Zenitsu just does not like uh you know Uza at all. He just absolutely fucking hates him. So that was pretty fun. But good episodes. They were good episodes. I am excited to watch episode three um tomorrow. Yeah, because we're recording this on Saturday, so yep. it comes out tomorrow. Um where do we want to hop over from here? <coughs> eighty six. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I mean eighty six was very good and this episode of 20 and just the whole... Did you get to watch 20? Yeah. That came out today? 20 was today. Oh, was that 20? No, I yeah, watched so 19. 19. All right, so let's, watch talk, 19. let's talk 19 first. Let's talk 19 first. Yeah. You go ahead. I mean, 19 was very good. It was sort of the aftermath after the failed assault, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. Yeah. And just... Um, Tim just sort of pushing them, just like, we can't let it escape. Right. If we can't, if it escapes, we're never going to see it again. <coughs> And just seeing everyone's reactions to that and the other 86 just going along with it. Just going with the flow on it. Yeah, pretty much. No, no 19 was really good. Uh, 20 today was also very good. You know, we only have two episodes left, I think, uh, of this season. Two or three. Because um, I think what came out today. No, we. I think it is three. Because what came out today was, was technically. Isn't it supposed to be 12 episodes? Yeah, which today would be tech. I think it would be episode eight. Is what came out today. I think next week is nine. I think I, that I, would make I, sense if it's twenty. I, I looked at the um, I looked at the live chart earlier just to confirm that. So I think we only have a few episodes left. Today is still uh, was still another episode that didn't have like a whole lot happening in terms of like you know every, everyone's still at like the okay we're chilling kind of phase you know before more shits about to pop off. Uh, the two most notable things from this episode that I really 
thoroughly enjoyed was the beginning and the end. The beginning had uh, a conversation that I've been waiting for all season. I really enjoyed this conversation in the in the, the second light novel, uh, which is a conversation between Raiden and Shin, mm-hmm. where it actually gets pretty physical because you know Raiden's just kind of like done with Shin's bullshit at this exact moment of where Shin's just willing to just go off and just fucking die essentially. Yeah, like they're talking about the entire uh, scenario where you know Raiden tries to reconvince Shin to for Shin to be the one to take Frederica back because he can sense you know the the Legion so he can get out of there no problem. You know Shin wanting to still do what he's gonna do and then Shin basically saying okay well you guys can all just go ahead without me I'll go do my own thing. You know, and, and that and that's where it gets a little physical between them of where Raiden's just kinda going off on Shin with how with you know how Shin is at this point where Raiden's just like, Look, you've always been reckless, but you're on a whole different level right now. Which we've seen, obviously. The past few episodes we have seen. Uh, now with this scene, it's a very impactful emotional scene. One thing that I really loved is everyone else was eavesdropping from around the corner. Mm-hmm. And the fir- like the first line that any of them said was Theo, where Theo is just like I feel like I'm missing a really important guy moment right now. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. That was very funny. <laughs> I mean, I sort of enjoyed because, like, in episode 19, they discover Frederico's knock in with yeah. uh, Fido, and <laughs> they're all just setting up after taking a rest and everything, setting up for lunch, and they just hear, yeah. I was like, and they all the sort of look at, they all just sort of look at Fido, <laughs> Fido sort of crouching down and just hear, yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, hmm. There's apparently a cat. Sounds like it's in heat. <laughs> <laughs> With everyone eavesdropping, whatever. Um, you know, I think it was. You know, they were, they were all just talking about the situation and then pointing out. To, you know, to Theo, it's like, well, Raiden and Shin have known each other a lot longer. They've been through a lot together before they ever met us, whatever. So it just kind of makes sense. And they're just talking about the whole thing, and uh, you know. I think someone was, you know, kind of picking on, I think it was Theo was picking on, uh, you know, uh, Karina where it's just like, Hey, you know, Shin seems super depressed, you know, women, you know, can take advantage of that, you know, in these situations, maybe you can, you know, make your move sort of thing. And Karina's just kind of playing it off like, no, 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 it's, you know, whatever. And she's like, do you think Shin like realizes that, you know, that she likes him, whatever. And, uh, Frederica chimes in. She's just like, I think it's long past that he realizes. It's just that like, he just sees you as like an annoying bratty little sister. And like, as she's saying that, like it's a shot where you're seeing it like behind Frederica and you Mm -hmm. see like Anju and Theo over here and Karina over here. And like Karina like has literal steam coming off of her head, like from just pure embarrassment. And like when she finishes that whole statement, like she just like passes out and then Andrew pull, like pulls Frederick aside, and Frederick has like a, like a death face, and like Theo is talking to Karina, but meanwhile, like it's double text on the screen where Andrew's like with like kind of like scolding yeah. Frederick. It's just like Frederick, there are some times that you just don't need to fucking say some things. <laughs> <laughs> so that all interaction was fantastic. And then the end of the episode was just honestly like a gut punch because at this point, uh, you know, everyone's asleep except for Shin. He's on watch duty. You know, he's with Fido. You know, he you know, he talks to Fido. He's just like, Fido, I thought I told you to go in standby mode. Fido's awake, whatever. And Shin's like, ah, oh, whatever, do what you want. And Frederica comes in and starts chatting with him about everything. And, uh, for, you know, start just talking about kind of like where Shin's at with stuff. You know, how he's kind of been acting recently. How Frederica feels towards the entire scenario. But what was the, kind of the gut punch was like getting a, a almost like a moment of weakness out of Shin. Where it really kind of showed how he feels towards this entire situation and who he is because, you know, she, you know, Frederica was trying to drill in what Raiden was trying to drill in where, or Raiden, sorry, where it's just like, you know, Hey, your companions are here to help you. We're going to be with you until the end. Cause that was what Raiden was trying to pitch at the beginning. 
And, you know, as she's sitting there saying this and delivering this message to Shin, Shin's just like, you know, Raiden said the same thing. And she's just like, well, I mean, you should just stop being stubborn and admit that he's right. And uh, Shin's just like, you know, no, it's it's not like that. I'm not like everyone else. You know, Shin's just like, I'm the only one left that's not truly alive. The rest of them are at some point are going to go on and leave me behind. He's just like, I'm only the Reaper. That's all I am. And it was very depressing at that moment because mm-hmm. it's just like it really put in perspective of like who like this, oh, for the most part, pretty emotionless character that we've only seen emotion a couple of times, you know, really kind of expresses emotion where it's just like he doesn't necessarily want to be left behind, but he acknowledges that they're all going to leave him behind at some point, you know, because of just who, who, who he is and how he is of being the Reaper. And it was it was it was really depressing, and then, and that's how the episode ended. And it, that was that was kind of a gut punch. Good episode, very good episode. And uh, the episode the the actual ending after the credits was getting to see uh, Kira again. Uh, which what was his code name? Paleface. Yes. Pale face, or was it Pale Rider? Because there's no face, I think. There's, there's no, no face, and then Pale Rider, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you get to see, you know, no face times like no face to Pale Rider, and, and you know, no face points out that hey, you've had people that are following you. I'm, you know, we're going to kind of give you, you kind of set things up to kind of take him out, and it just ends with like a really grim smile on Kirai's face. So next episode, shit's about to get fucking real between, um, you know, um, the Legion and, and the and the eighty six that are there, uh, because in the like, kind of the middle part of the episode, Act Two of the episode, you you get brought back to the military. You see the general, you see whatever, and they're talking about the current location of the eighty six, about how fucking deep in the Legion territory they are, where the guys just like we could literally march all night long and still couldn't even get close to catching up to where they are right now. It's just like, it's almost embarrassing how far ahead they are. Um, so they are very deep in Legion territory right now and shit's about to get fucking real over the next few episodes. Uh, can't wait for you to watch it. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Cause that I'm telling you that in conversation between Shin and Frederica was, it was a gut punch, man. It, it really was. It was good. So far this season, those two have had a lot of very good interactions. So yeah, they have. I mean, it's the core of it's the core of the season. Uh, there was also a little plug at the beginning as well. After the for waifu, uh, yes, uh, there was a little plug for her, uh, where they, uh, the, you know, the, the people that were eavesdropping that that group, mm-hmm. uh, Anju uh, and them, they they did mention that there has been no contact with the Republic. They basically can't. No one's answering at the Republic, so they they just make a little plug where it's just like, I guess the major uh, didn't end up making it to us after all they just assuming that she's dead so you know waifu will be brought back into the situation probably the final episode of the season because uh, that's kind of how it was for the light novel is like she did ha- she does have an appearance but it's the last basically the last couple chapters of, gotcha. of the book so i would probably say last episode um that is when we'll get to see lena again um what do we want to hop over from here man we got a lot of good stuff honestly I mean, I can hit up Dragon Quest. There wasn't a whole lot that happened in Dragon Quest this week. All right, what happened? I mean, in episode 62... uh, No, that's not right. 62 came out today, but I didn't watch it. Okay, 61. So 61. 61 was... I mean, honestly, it was almost like a filler episode to me. It was just a... uh, Because 60 ended with our queen... Of the, of the kingdom that sort of helped keep everyone still have a resistance, then saying something along the lines of, "Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Avon," and then sixty one is just the story of Avon when he was with the Order of Carl, 
and everything and how he started his journey of the hero and how he smashed Hadlar for the first time. Hmm. So, I mean, it was a lot of nods at stuff and that we've seen in the series, like his first prototype of Mam's magic gun, seeing Mam's father, who was his best friend, fight alongside him, Hadlar being a newbie dark lord, getting a sort of shrekt by Avon, and just Avon showing his true strength to other people besides just being a goofball. So, I mean, it was sort of just a filler, I guess, past episode. Not a lot actually really happened. Hmm. Okay. Short and sweet then, I yeah, guess. Yeah, pretty much. I got you. Um, I can do Platinum in real quick. Go for it. What Edgelord Darkness is going on this week? Uh, the fight is, is what's happening. Uh, the fight um, between our characters that are currently there and Metropolitan and a couple of people that he red arrowed. Uh, that's what's, that's what's going on. The fight is actually started now. Uh, because with this episode, you know, the, it was the, the last episode is when they were trapped within that little, that little house and flying at, at fastest speeds of light, whatever sonic mm-hmm. speed. So no one can see them, uh, still doing that. Uh, they're still flying, but leaving it as they had a moment where they, they, they basically tried to fake out, um, whatever that guy's name is. Is it Hajime? I think is what his name is. The guy with the green and pink hair that's Metropolitan's fanboy. Oh, yeah, I think, I think, so, I think yeah. it's Hajime. You know, he's there, and there was a moment where, like, um, Mirai and, uh, is it, it's Mr. Sure is what we call him. <laughs> but uh, uh, Mercadai, Mer- 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 whatever, I don't know. <laughs> it's Mr. Sure. Mr. Sure, yeah, we'll roll with that. <laughs> where they have a moment where, like, they, they kind of stop, and they're just like, oh, hyperspeed, and then you see, like, the feathers fly. So this whole time after they did that, you know, Hajime's been kind of sitting there like, did they actually fucking get out? Like, because it, it like passes like a full fucking day, and you know, where it's just like, surely they're they're they can't still be flying. They have to be exhausted. <laughs> so he just keeps peeking in. He's like, are they gone? I I don't know. He keeps calling Metropolitan. He's like, man, I don't know if they're in there. And he's just like, stop fucking calling me unless something happens. They didn't get out. Uh, he you know, a day passes and shit. He's like, I don't know if they're in there anymore. They still are. They're just they just you know trying to fake him out, of course. Uh, our um, uh, angel of trickery uh, did get a promotion. Uh, Re- Ravel, he did get a promotion. He is now the angel of emotion, first rank, uh, because he managed to shed tears for Saki uh, because he's just really sad for her because she can't go be with everyone else. So, because she's really depressed because she can't go help people. She got ditched again. again. Yeah. She got ditched and kind of like got like a little bark moment from Mr. Sure where he's just like, you don't have wings. You can't help. And she's like, oh, yeah. So then she was depressed. She went from suicidal to want to live to suicidal real quick. Yeah, exactly. And even Ravel kind of pointed it out. And he's just like, man, she was doing so good. Now she's back to being depressed again. Oh, God. Because yeah, he's currently trying to become like the angel of knowledge. And he's yeah. just like, he's in this room, just keeps accepting, you know, bringing in knowledge. And he's like, my head's about to fucking explode. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, but because he shed tears, he he did get a promotion. So she's got wings now. She has her little cat outfit. She has a cow to a- outfit now. We haven't talked about that since because you know, we went on break, but yeah, she's got a cat outfit, so that's yeah. cool. Uh, but you and know, he, Mr. Sure Re- defends it. Ravel even called him out. And was like, 
Isn't this wrong? Is this what you're into? And he's just like, no, it's perfectly designed. You know, the tail is meant to exhaust heat. The ears can come down and be like a visor that can see this and do that and do this. This this part of the suit can do that. This part of the, it's perfectly designed. It's it's meant for this. Um, so once she gets her wings, she flies over to the battlefield, whatever, and she uh, hits uh, Hodgman with a red arrow. So he's he's like he's falling in love with her. But at the same time, he is such a diehard Metropolitan fanboy that he's fighting between the two. So she tries to basically like, kind of seduce him a little bit where she comes out around the corner. She's like, ooh, hey. And he's, <laughs> and he's just like, God, she's my type. <laughs> just look at those cat ears. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because Metropolitan's like on the call. He's just like, what's wrong? What happened? Answer me. And the guy, Hodgman's sitting there just like, God, I am Metropolitan's biggest fan, but God, I love her. <laughs> until until she finally, you know, can, like, I think she like blows a kiss. I don't fucking know. I don't think she did. But, uh, you know, until she finally, like, you know, gets him over where she's like, he's like, all right, yeah, I'm in love with you, Saki, whatever. Uh, which then he, you know, basically stabs his sword into the dome a couple times to, you know, get it stuck in there. And at this point, Metropolitan knows something's up. So he goes to fly over there with his couple lackeys that he gave wings to from, from some other dead god candidates. Mm-hmm. Um you know, which is going to ultimately set up a fight. You know, Hajime is defending Saki, whatever. And, you know, the other two, they bust out of the dome thanks to the crack that was created. Um, you know, they still have Mr. Shur's family. So, Metropolitan, man, he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to fucking kill you right now. We're going to fucking settle this. You know, so he's not leaving. The fight is happening. You know, but he did kind of set up just like, hey, if you can take out take out these three first, then you can get to me. I'm the final boss. And, uh, you know... Um, uh, Nias is, you know, whenever he says, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry. You know, he's like super like sadistic about it when he says it. She's just like, okay, shit. That wasn't a lie. He's telling the truth. He, he really is not going anywhere. He wants to fucking settle this. Um, so basically to make sure that this fight can work out the best way that they can, the three of them all read, a, a red arrow each other, Saki, Mirai, and Mr. Sure. Um, so Saki gets red arrowed by Mirai. Saki red arrows, Mr. Sure, Mr. Sure, red, red arrows, uh, Mirai. So this way they cannot get red arrowed from the remaining ones. This is a weird three person tango. Yep, exactly. His, you know, his family was, of course, was taken, you know, out of the situation. Metropolitan let him. He's just like, whatever, fucking take him out. Once you come back, I'm whooping your ass. That's basically how it was. So they started the fight. They, they, uh, uh, Hajime chopped the arm off of one of the guys. Chopped the arm off of one of the randos, and, you know, once he did, he just, you know, stone cold says to the guy, hey, if you hurry up, you can take that arm, take it to the doctor, you might get it reattached. I'm just like, damn, this guy's a fucking savage right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it was solid, dude. It was solid. I mean, we, uh, you know, since this, since this series is only 24 episodes, and I don't know if these 24 episodes is going to cover the entire manga. Yeah. Since the manga is only like 80-something chapters. I, that's why I'm assuming it may cover the whole manga. I can't help but to feel like we are at a very pivotal point in this series right now. Oh, we most definitely are. For Metropolitan. Uh, I, f- I feel like, you know, I feel like our heroes are going to potentially win this battle. Um, and Metropolitan's going to fucking bite it. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's not me spoiling anything. That's just me predicting. I, I honestly have no fucking idea. Believe it or not, I have not looked into spoilers for a lot of these characters. I, I don't actually know what's going to happen. The only spoiler I looked into was Ravel getting his upgrade. Because I mentioned this to you, uh, the dub voice actor for Ravel when mm-hmm. he announced on Twitter, she's like, "I'm voice acting Ravel, the god, you know, the angel of emotion." I'm like, "He's not the angel of emotion. He's the angel of trickery." And I, that's when I went and looked up Ravel. I'm like. 
Uh, I guess the voice actor didn't probably know that was a spoiler. Oops. Yeah. So I actually don't know the outcome of any of these characters. I literally have no clue. So, but I am predicting that I think this is going to be the end of Metropolitan. I, I do because th- I feel like if that's assuming the series, this anime here is actually going to do the entire manga and not have a second season. Uh, I, I I do think this is going to be a very pivotal moment at probably episode twelve, thirteen, and then the remaining episodes will be potentially about the other god candidates or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of my assumption on things. Uh, you want to talk about you? You want to talk? Let's talk about Talk Op. Yes, Talk Op was fucking. Talk Op was dope. I mean. <coughs> okay, this was because I don't know if there was another episode that came out or not. Talk up comes out on Wednesdays. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So no, I'm caught up on this one. I mean, this episode had two what the fuck moments for him, but yes. in a good way. In a good way. But it had two what the fuck moments where, like, literally the last like five minutes uh, or eight minutes of this episode, whatever. I'm just like. What is happening in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I felt towards the last few minutes. I mean, it was very interesting because this was the episode where Sagan started off with Sagan just yes. stabs his hand yes. into the black the black meteorite or the, the D2 and makes the Symphonia a giant hive for D2s. Yep. And more or less starts offing all those scientists and whatnot and we finally get to see some other muse arts that was cool they all looked super dope yes uh i also want to say one thing that was good that was uh interesting little tidbit from the beginning of the episode is we fought we did get an actual kind of uh, a better idea it's put more into clarity of the timeline that we're looking at for talks health yes. where what's her name lorette yes uh said that yeah at this rate talk has like a month to live at, this at most yeah so that was also a little extra tidbit at the beginning but yeah, all the muse arcs that we get to see, we did get we didn't get names for them. They were all just real quick, like in passing, whatever. Yeah. But uh, we did get to see at least three other ones, and that was really cool. Yeah, it was like a marching band girl, yep. some sort of rocker girl. Yep. Uh, Walkyrie came back. Yeah, Walkyrie came back. That was cool. Um, there was one other one, but I can't really remember what her design because she was sort of far off in the background. There was like. There was the, the, the marching band one, and then there was, like, one that was had, like, blue hair, and I think she had a gun. She was and, the rocker one, yeah. And then there was one that had, like, claws. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the order they showed them. Yeah. Yeah, it was the one with the claws as the third one, and then we see Walkery come back later. Yeah, and then for the most part, it's talks Destiny and Titan rolling up yep. to come fight because... Because um, Anna, it, yeah, yeah, she Anna left. Lo- she left a note saying, hey, "I was going to the Sym- Symphonia," and he's just like, "Shit." <laughs> yeah, so Talk takes Titan and Destiny there to go fight, and they they fight their way through the Symphonia with all the D two spawning in there and whatnot. Uh, they do eventually find Lotia and On, thanks to Walkyrie saving them, mm-hmm. um, and then it ends on a freaking wonderful note of they get down in the basement. And a bunch of D two are being starting to spawn, and Hell shows up with holding Heaven. Yep. And they're sort of just like, "You, re- we're gonna fight." Hell just gives Heaven a look, and her tuning forks flo- just sort of floating there, and Heaven just sort of smiles, does something. The tuning fork float and just pierces both of them. Yep. I was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and I was, that's sort of what I was like. I was just like, "What?" They turn into a pile of black goo. And become one. Yep. With Orpheus, I believe was the yes, new name. Yes, Orpheus was the new name. She looks cool as fuck. I yes. will say that. A um, couple other things from this episode that was super dope is, bro, like there was that one moment in the episode where 
like we, we talked about this before, whatever. It's just like, is it possible to get more than one and control more than one music card? There was that moment where talk was ordering three different ones yeah. between, uh, Walkery, Titan and destiny. And I'm just like, is this fucking guy going to get three different music arcs? Cause that would be some fucking shit. That'd be super cool. No. And then of course there was the one fucking curveball that I did not see coming with Anna kissing talk it did not. I did, oh yeah, that came out of fucking it nowhere. Did. Like I, I legit, I legit, I, I don't know if I don't know if I'm an idiot or if I am with everyone else in saying like I don't feel like there was ever any actual romantic buildup between those two because I felt like it was all towards talking Cosette. It was so like. I, I don't know if I'm just an idiot and didn't see it or if that really was out of nowhere. So I'm glad you're agreeing with this as I felt like that was really well, out of nowhere. Even it addresses it because even on just like, I have no idea why I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and destiny tries to address it down in the basement when they're walking. And she's just like, you're, you're very quiet. And you know, it's like more quiet than usual. He tries, she tries pointing it out. which just like, you know, because of what happened with my big sister on it. And he just like cuts her off and he's turned around where you can't see his face. But then she points out, she's like, maestro, your face is very red right now. That came out of nowhere, bro. I mean, it really did. I mean, I maybe if we look, I mean, I guess it sort of makes sense because she she stayed behind with her younger sister to take care of him. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there was seeds there, but I guess it. I don't I really don't know. I don't know either because I'm dude, I'm dead ass serious. I really thought it was just all built on Cosette and talk. And even now. I feel like they were planting seeds for fucking a music arc, a muse arc, and a fucking conductor to get together. You yeah. know, they were planting the seeds with Destiny and, and Maestro. I mean, the fucking auto, you know, help push to go for them to go on a date, you know, by ditching them, remember? Yeah. So it's just like this kiss came out of nowhere, bro. <laughs> like it really did. I mean, if you really want to throw it out there, I mean, Hell was really pushing for the Walkyrie talk, just having yeah. talk force himself on her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> Uh, but next episode is the last episode, mm-hmm. which is very depressing. And, you know, one thing that's also depressing about this is, like, we have no idea if, like, this is the last episode, period, or if this is just a season one because there is no other content for us to refer to. I mean, there isn't because, as we've mentioned before, this is a phone game over in Japan. Which also I want to point out, I just found this out. The phone game never actually came out. It's supposed to come out. Oh, it's not even out yet? Yeah, no, they delayed it. It was supposed <sighs> to already be out. So this whole time when we've just assumed there was a phone game, there's not. Because I wanted to go look up like other Muse arcs, for example. Yeah. I wanted to go see other characters and stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah, the phone game was uh, delayed indefinitely. I'm like, Indefinitely? Oh. Yeah, that's what they said, indefinitely. Fuck. I'm just like, damn. Because I was kind of wanting to see if, like, is it ever going to come out did over what? here? How in the world did this license get an anime if it got? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Map and Madhouse just said, yeah, we'll fuck it. We'll do it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So that's one thing that I am kind of concerned about going into episode 12 is like, is this, because I mean, like, let's be real, just based on how this is being set up. I mean, they could very well end the series with 12. They could. I mean, yeah, they very much could. It could be just a sort of close cut thing and just be like, and thus we continue to fight the D2 or whatever. <coughs> Which would be very depressing if it just ended like that. But at the same time, I get it. So I don't know. We'll see how 12 goes. I hope the series doesn't end. I would love to see a season two. This has been a very fun ride. Yes, most definitely. One of the underdogs from this season, for sure. Yes. Very, very beautiful animation, great story, great character building, besides the on and talk relationship. No, not much building there, but apparently it's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, can't, I can't get over that, man. It really did just come out of nowhere. Enjoyed the use of classical music That's throughout true. the fights and things like that. 
That is true. Uh, and, of course, since we were on a break last week, we didn't get to talk about it, so let's talk about it briefly, man. Big F in the chat for fucking Lenny. Titan's OP as fuck. Dude, Titan is broken. <laughs> friggin' takes off her ribbons, can suddenly friggin' have two shotguns and move yep. faster than anyone else. Yeah, episode 10 was the was uh, the battle between, like, Lenny and Talk, and uh, is his name Sangan? Sagan. Sagan. The battle between them, which uh, that was that was an intense fight. That was a very intense fight, very beautifully done. And like he was like Zach saying, Titan was busted as fuck. And then fucking sh- my boy Lenny, man, I was so depressed. That was ever very that was a very depressing end. I mean, and it was a very like that episode of nine were very heavy of all of Lenny's yeah. backstory with Titan and whatnot. And just it was just a death very flags. quick build up of just Lenny got fucked. Yep, just death flags right here. Death flags are popping up. Uh anyway, uh I guess the last up here on the slate is Sakugan episode eleven, which is also the second to last episode, which with the entire like episode itself, it almost felt like it almost for a little bit felt like what was like a filler episode for it's just like a second to last episode of a season. Oof. And I'm just like, it's kind of weird. But then it's just like, well, if you remember back to episode 10, you know, where you get to see like our bad guy group, whatever. And then, you know, there was one little mention that they said where uh, actually not think about it. I didn't talk about this because of the break. Uh, well, one little plug that they did mention is that they're trying to kill all of the rainbow children is how it was mentioned. Okay. Uh, which is, I guess, Mimimba is one of those rainbow children. And essentially, you know, in episode 10, you know, there was like a lot of like, you know, intense moments of where Mimimba almost was kidnapped and stuff like that, uh, was ultimately saved thanks to Miroro. Miroro. Um, what? He's, he's a character that's been here the whole time, but it's just another one of those weird fucking names. Miroro, I okay. believe is the name. I, I can't stand the names in these fu- in this fucking series, bro. And then I really Zach. can't. Yeah, then there's fucking Zach <laughs> and Rufus. <laughs> like it's so stupid. Uh, but anyway, um, so this group is apparently trying to kill all of the Rainbow Children. You think they know Reborn? What? You think they know Reborn? Reborn being like Hitman Reborn. Yeah, he's a Rainbow Child. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, that make this series a bit a lot different. <laughs> fucking would, man. If you brought in all the fucking pacifier babies, it really would. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so one like some other like news plugs that you get to see in the last episode is like this group is essentially attacking like different colonies and basically kidnapping or you, you just kidnapping like the basically the princess of each of the colonies. So when you come into this episode, you get introduced to like a princess of this colony that they're currently in. Okay. Who's like a, like a, who's basically like a, a famous diva within the colony, but she's still just young. Like she's probably like 16, 17, but she's like a popular singer, you know, and you know, she's does stage plays and everyone loves the hell out of her. So are these rainbow children, just children then have some very special skill or talent, I guess. I wish I could tell you, I have no fucking clue because okay. they haven't fucking explained it. Because so far, all I've got is Mimimpa's apparently one who's a genius for her age. Yep. And then now you have, like, some super young diva, which should be against a lot of laws. Yep. I don't know, man. Uh, unless unless I'm stupid and I missed it, which is completely possible. Let's be real. They haven't actually explained what the Rainbow Children is, other than it's just, like, the Rainbow Children could, like, potentially 
make it possible to my understanding. And I also did some Reddit reading on this to get, see, I get some other people's opinions so I can kind of understand what the fuck's happening here is, uh, apparently there with the rainbow children, it's a possibility that they could basically make the top livable again. And they're trying to prevent that or something like that. I don't fucking know. The series is kind of wild, honestly. Uh, but yeah, the, there has not, they have not actually explained what the Rainbow Children okay. is, which does annoy the fucking piss out of me, considering I have one more episode left. Dun, dun. I just feel like the pacing for that is piss ass poor. Um, but with this entire episode, like, you know, our group goes to see a play. The play that this diva is supposed to be in, right? Okay. The Gomba and Mimbo, they kind of leave there, like, you know, kind of leave the area that they're, you know, they have, like, one of the nice, like, you know, Abe Lincoln sort of viewing decks, right? So they kind of leave, you know, to go get something, I guess. And they end up meeting the diva. And, you know, she's, she, the diva's trying to run away from everyone. She just wants to, like, she she wants to do this, but at the same time, she there are other things that she would like to do. So she's trying to get away from all her security guards, you know, trademark you know, any sort of famous child in any fucking movie before where they're just like, I kind of just want to do my own thing, you know? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's been all, it's one of those scenarios. It's a very old trope. Yeah, it is. So, basically, they, Mimimpa has a heart and tries to help her out of it, which then is now posed as they kidnap the diva. Yes. So, Gagumpa and Mimimpa are being hunted the entire episode. Meanwhile, Zaklatu and uh, Yuri are just vibing up there. It's just like, I wonder what's taking them so long. <laughs> like, they're still I wonder when they're going to come on stage. <laughs> Yeah, they're just they're still sitting there. That's like one quick moment you see those characters, and then like the thing that was uh, now I will say the one aspect about this episode that I did find very very interesting, I actually really liked, was like the the central theme of this episode of dreams. Okay, chasing your dreams. If you have dreams, go after it. And then the counterpoint that sometimes you can't follow your dreams. That was essentially the theme of this episode, and I really enjoyed that because. Not very often in an anime like this one that, in my opinion, is a very, like, lighthearted sort of anime, you know? Yeah. That they really throw that counterpoint out that sometimes dreams can't be achieved, you know, because that is the reality of life. Sometimes your dreams cannot be achieved, right? And that was the big theme of this episode is just, like, you know, she wanted to, like, she, she you know, this diva, she draws in her free time, right? She, you know, she has some drawings with her. They're pretty solid. You know, she wants to draw. She wants to do this. She wants to do that. Mimpa's just like, yo, follow your dreams, you know, because Mimpa's all about following her. I mean, look at her. She's a fucking child, basically convinced her dad to leave their colony and go into the labyrinth to go after this fucking place that she's dreamed about since she was a kid. She's doing her, she's following her dreams. And she's like, you know, in this mindset of, you know, don't let other people control you. Don't let other people, you know, you know, hold you down and hold you back. That's the whole theme that Mimpa is trying to pitch to everyone. Like you get to introduce to some other kids as well. And that theme is still kind of, you know, portrayed there where it's just like one kid's just like, oh yeah, I can't wait to be an adult so I can go be an engineer at my dad's place. Another kid's just like, oh yeah, we're like, I don't remember all the fucking jobs, but they're like, oh yeah, we're like farmers. I can't wait to take over my, my, my parents' farm. And the other kids are like, oh yeah, we're, you know, um, you know, electrical, you know, that we work yeah. in electrical. Can't wait to do that. And Mimpa just, like, yells at them. It's just like, yo, no, you're your own person. You don't have to do what your parents do. Go do what you want to do. And they didn't really understand that. They're just like, yeah, you know, nah, you're wrong. You're wrong. Anyone just thought, but aren't you doing what your dad did? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no one did. Uh, which then, you know, you know, again, our, our diva here, I'm drawing a blank on her name, of course, I don't think it was a horribly weird name. I'm just bad with names and remembering. You know, she's still, like, in this impression where it's just like, her role is this diva. Like, her in this role, she is like, 
all of this power across the colony. You know, yeah. She's meant for so much bigger things, but it's just like there are other aspects that she wants to do. So like, you know, Mimimpa goes and gets like a bunch of paints and stuff and her and Mimimpa and her, you know, they have, they start painting together and then you see a bunch of, you know, while they're painting, you know, the diva starts silently kind of singing, you know, as your paint, whatever, having a good time. And you start getting a crowd all in there. Meanwhile, you know, she is disguised here. So, you know, you know, she's not in her normal attire. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so, you know, some people's just like, are you the diva? Oh, no, you're not the diva. Like, there was those kind of moments. And, you know, everyone starts kind of coming in. It's like, oh, hey, that's she's singing pretty good. Oh, okay. And they all just basically figure out she's the diva. You know, you got the fucking bureau come in and try to arrest Gumpa and Mimpa again, which the diva says, no, release them at once. They're my friends. And, you know, they do immediately. And then, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just feel bad for that one guy. It's just like, you're under arrest. Let them go. Are we really listening to it? Eight-year-old captain. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, and then, you know, you know, the counterpoint theme that I mentioned, this is where it comes into play that, you know, she points out to Mimimpa, it's just like, this is unfortunate. This is who I am. You know, this is my life. You know, sometimes you can't chase your dreams. So I found that theme very interesting of, you know, pushing so much in your face to follow your dreams, follow your dreams, follow your dreams, just for the episode to end with, Sometimes you can't follow your dreams. I found that very interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, the episode did end with a higher note where our main antagonists, they do bust into the play now because the diva is at the play. They do bust in the play to attempt to kidnap uh, this diva. And that is where the episode does come to a close. Um, so the next episode should be, um, you know, a pretty decent climax, I guess. But I don't know. Where the fuck is this series going? Couldn't fucking tell you. I don't know the book. I don't know what happens in the book. But based on kind of where we are, it's very obvious this will at least get a season two. Uh, so I'm just kind of, we'll see where season one's going to end because I really could not fucking tell you. This maybe series it, maybe is all over the Maybe it'll tell you where the heck the rainbow children are. Yeah, hopefully. I want to I know that. I, you know, and I'm still salty about how this must say this dropped the Zaklatu Gagamba thing where she almost tried to kill G- I'm still salty about that. <laughs> you know, because it really was basically like what you said where it's just like they're all so that's like, remember that time when he tried to kill us? Yeah. It's just, it's stupid. Like. <laughs> I, this series is still enjoyable. Like there are a lot of aspects about it that is very fun, you know, funny or whatever. The character interactions are very good, um, but at the same time, it's just like the story feels all over the place. It really does. It seems like it. It, it is all over the place. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely by no means my favorite watch from this this past fall, this winter season, the fall season. Yeah, fall season that we're in. Uh, it's by no means my favorite watch that we've had, but it's still enjoyable. I mean, I, if I had to rate what I've watched so far, uh, six or seven out of ten, probably. Okay. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not Talk Off Destiny. That's probably like an eight or a nine. I mean, Talk Off's been phenomenal. Platinum, yes, it has. Platinum Inn has been phenomenal besides the fact that I still, even to this point, I barely, I'm starting to a little bit, I can't get behind our main character. I, I don't have any attachment to Mira at all. Yeah, I same. I don't think he's a great protagonist. Like, I know he's a piece of shit scumbag, but I'm a thousand times more interested in the character that is Metropolitan. He is a much more interesting character to me than Mira. Mira is just not interesting at all, at least in my mind. Metropolitan, I guess it's because of how like charismatic he is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it just makes him easier to kind of draw into. But like, I, I think Metropolitan is a phenomenal antagonist. I really, oh, do. he most definitely yeah, is. He is. A, he is a like he's a phenomenally written antagonist, as well as the voice actor does such an incredible job with Metro- Metropolitan, where it really kind of draws you into you know the antagonist character. But our protag. Fuck, I don't have a lot of opinions on. So that, that's the only weak point to Platinum in to me. It, the weak point is our two main characters, Asaki and Mirai, are just like so 
They're lackluster. They're lackluster, but they are getting better. You know, they are. They are getting better, finally. Yeah. Because I, I also, like, you know, I think you mentioned to me, you know, in a, one of these past episodes, like 10 or 9, Mirai actually shot a red, red arrow without hesitation. Yeah. And he actually shot a white arrow. He sh- then, yeah, he shot a white arrow. And then just being all happy. He's like... <gasps> Yeah, yeah, she was, she was, because I think it was actually, ele- I think it was episode 11, he shot a white arrow, and now he's just like, oh my god, he shot a white arrow. He's going to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you know, Mira and Saki, like, they're okay, like, they're getting better, but, like, Nice, phenomenal, phenomenal character. Oh, yes. Metropolitan, great character, besides him being a scumbag, but I'm just talking, like, a well-written character that kind of draws you in, but... You know, Even I, Mr. Schur's character's done very well. I like Mr. Schur. I'm not, he, he's a great character. I'm going to be disappointed if the like, guy dies. It really hurt when you saw his little daughter's dress shredded off. Oh, that was depressing. <laughs> that was depressing as shit. Uh, anyway, what was your favorite episode of the week? Uh, out of what I watched, I am going to say 86. I'm going to say either 86 episode 20 or Talk Up Destiny episode 11. I'm going to say one of the two. Uh, all right, so we can hop over to manga ratings. Yeah, <coughs> get that cough out. All right, so kicking things off with One Piece 1034. I would give this one an eight, pretty solid. So is One Piece, one piece like steadily in like the main fights right now? Oh, 100%. Okay. We are in very, very heavy climax like, mode. Okay, so fights have been finishing one night? None. I don't. There's only been like a couple that are, are close to finishing, but like we are very much in the in the climax right now. Like there, I've, the one that hasn't really been touched on. I feel like in the past few weeks, I really wish Josh was here to talk about this. Um, I think is the is the the main fight of Kaido, and I think that one hasn't been touched on in a few weeks because we're focusing on other characters like Sanji yeah. and his fight. Zoro had you know had a couple of good chapters for him. Uh, Law and Kid had a very good chapter together with who they're duking it out with where their devil fruit powers were like fully awakened, which that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we are, we are in the climax of, of Wayno. Josh would be much better to talk about this than me for sure. Cause Josh is just like raving to me about how amazing Wayno is like one of the best arcs now. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I guess it's cause I, I'm just, uh, there's so much happening and it flips between so much. I would just be curious to see once we get to the point where this whole end part of Wayno's been animated and just seeing a super cut of all the fights. Oh yeah. Yeah. Would probably be pretty helpful. Uh, what about my hero three thirty-seven? Um <coughs> I'll give it an eight. Uh I will give it an eight as well. Uh Black Clover three sixteen. I mean I give it a six. Uh I mean it was Astra's moment. Yeah, it was. That's all it was. It was Asta's moment. Um, I give it a six as well. All the Power Rangers gave him the strength. <laughs> Basically, uh, what about Doctor Stone two twenty one? You would you want to talk about bullshit mechanics? <laughs> hey, we've already made this experience stuff. So guess what, guys? We can make all of this stuff now. Yep. Smartphone uh, six. <laughs> Uh, probably six as well. You know what's sad? Stop. Is um, out of both. Okay, both these series have been very lackluster. But what? Which? Which has been worse in your opinion? Stone. Doctor, okay. I, I explained kind of what was happening with in Black Clover and Doctor Stone to Josh because he hasn't read these recently. Because uh, I mean, he his life has been very hectic, and he's yeah. literally only been reading Dan to Dan and One Piece. That is it. So I finally kind of told him everything, and from everything that I told him, he's just like, I don't know, man. 
everything that you told me makes me more interested in Dr. Stone than Black Clover. I'm like, what is wrong with you, bro? Like, like, like dude, what, like, what is your hard on for Dr. Stone? Dr. Stone content has ate ass for a while. Like, it's not good. Okay. It's just not, but I don't know. Josh is weird. The last interesting thing was this, um, ending fights with the strip show. Yep. Uh, J- JJK, that extra chapter, neither of us checked out. Uh, Mission Yoda's Core Family 110. There was a regular JJK chapter. Oh, yeah, because we were on a break. Yeah, so 168 then. No, there was two chapters. There was one this week and the one previous week when we had break. Well, the one that just came out was the 168.1 that we didn't read. I could have swore there was two chapters. Let me look real quick. Because there was a regular chapter, then, then there was the EX. Yeah, let me let me look. Because this was a badass chapter. <laughs> uh oh, yeah, you're right. Um, on the twelfth, one sixty eight and one sixty eight point one both came out. Yep. So I didn't read one sixty eight. That's my fault. You fucking missed out. I did. I well, gave it a nine. Oh shit. Okay, I did miss out. That's depressing. Um, uh, Yoda's core family one ten, dude. How's <laughs> how's that go, <laughs> dude? I love this series so much. I really do. Are they in like a big arc or are they still doing the training thing? Okay, no. They did the, the training thing a while ago. And then we had a very large arc with Tan Popo. Finished that up. And now we've had a couple of like, we've had a couple of like more like BS chapters here and there. And then we also have other chapters that are still kind of bringing us on the plot. Where essentially after um, the entire fight kind of went down with Tan Popo, like the original um, Yozakura head is now like I still can't take Ten Popo seriously. Ten Popo, yeah, that was the name of the organization. But carry on the original. Yeah, yeah the original uh, Yozakura family head. Uh, basically, she's kind of been alive this entire time in one way or the other through our main antagonist. But now she's kind of like living throughout uh, Tayo. Like you'll see, like blossoms start to bloom, and that's her powers essentially, her spirit or essence or however you want to refer to it. And she basically just wants to get put to rest. So it, she just made him a dryad, more or less. It's all right. Um, but you know, basically, she wants to be put to rest, and that's one thing that Tayo is trying to, you know, trying to accomplish. But in that, in that sense, you've also got to see the second head of the family. Uh, you get to see the second head of the family. You get to see another head of the family, which I haven't pulled up in front of me. How many heads of the family are there? We're on the 10th generation. Oh, God dang it. Yeah, so there, there, were, there were nine previous heads, um, and they are all deceased. Are this going to be a council of the heads? Yeah, it might be. I think I understand why you like this series so much. It has a lot of Hitman vibes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've known that for a while, dude. It has a lot of Hitman vibes, bro. It really does. Yeah, it has a fucking shit ton of Hitman vibes, and I'm here for that. But uh, I'd probably give this chapter an eight, a good chapter. I really love this series, man, and I really wanted to have an anime. And I, I'm kind of depressed that uh, Aikashi Triangle got confirmed for an anime Fat first. cat. Harem always wins. Yeah, I know. The harem always fucking wins. I'm very upset about that. Um, Mizunio's core family will have its justice one day. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes, it will. It will get its anime, and it's going to be great, and I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, Undead Unluck, 91. I did not actually get to read. That's my fault. Uh, but Mashal, 89. I did read, and it was a very good chapter. It was a very good chapter. I'd probably give it a 9. I'd give it an 8. Sakamoto Days, 51. Also a good chapter. Very bloody chapter. Yeah. Very, very bloody chapter. It was a freaking solid chapter. I still have no idea what's entirely going on, but it's awesome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll give it an 8. Uh, I'll give it an 8 as well. Uh, Loose Samurai 43. I did not read, unfortunately. 
I mean, I'll give it a nine. It was a very yeah, nice. You, you told me that. You told me I missed out. Very nice callback and just sort of, um, <coughs> sort of wake up thing, f- uh, moment for our MC. Just situations and things like that. What about Blue Box Thirty Three? I'll give it an eight. I'll give it eight as well. I Hashiman Chapter Five. This series is so fucking good. <laughs> this was a very good turning point for it. I mean, it was very solid. Um, I'll give it an eight. Give it eight as well. Uh, Doron Doron Chapter Three. Uh, I'll give it a six. Did not read that one, but that does not give me a lot of hopes. Uh, how was Chapter Two? Oh, what, Doron Doron? Yeah, I don't think I, I didn't read that either. I've only still read Chapter One because Chapter One to me was very subpar. It was seven. Doron Doron Chapter Two. More or less, MC and his ghost buddy go to appear and have a heart-to-heart where they get spotted by, I don't remember if it was an officer or just another Sam. I think it was just an officer and whatnot. And they don't notice him, and he was trying to sneak away, but as he's walking away, they get attacked by one of the evil spirits. And MC turns around and uh, kills it real quick, and there's a moment of the guy thanking our good spirit. For saving him and pieces out. And then chapter three was sort of just more the same. They end up in a situation where they have to help and whatnot, but at the end of it they get uh no. At the end of two, our female girl tracks them down and it starts with her more or less showing up to him. It's like, Hey, I own you now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that she chick. Yeah. And more or less, she has him help her under the pretense of if she he doesn't come with her, she's just going to kill him and take him in and everything. And just like, all right, at the end of this, after seeing him do a bunch of stuff, it's like, you're going to help me out, and we're going to try something different. Okay. All right. It's very cookie cutter so far. See, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of the vibe that I'm getting, is that it, this really just feels like such a trademark fucking series. For Shonen Jump, and it just baffles me the hype that I'm seeing behind it on some on um, from some people. Like I don't I don't see the hype. I don't hear the hype because I haven't read two and three. But like I don't hear it. You know what I mean? I Hashiman's by far fucking the best out of these new ones. I mean that's people's thing, and if they get it, hey, there's more power to them. <sighs> Whatever. Um, next up, My Hero Vigilantes one fifteen. Yeah, Knuckle Duster. <laughs> fuck, shout out to Knuckle Duster. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, I need a we need a knuckle duster poster to some point. I'll see if I can find one. Uh, right now, like uh, we're at a point, like we are towards the end of this series. I mean, it was already confirmed that the climax was here. Like this, is the final arc. This was confirmed a while back, and uh, I can't help but to think. I told you this the other day when we were just driving that I feel like we're going to get to see the uh, all for one and all might fight. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're going to get to see that because right now it's, it's setting up where all might supposed to be on his way to this battle. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just like, you know, since this is like a bi-weekly manga, it's just like constant, you know, a couple weeks, it's just like, all right, another chapter of like, is he going to get here? Nope. Not going to get here. All right. A couple weeks later. All right. Is he going to be here? Nope. Not going to be here. So it's like, we're in that mode right now. It's still good. I'll give it an eight, but, um, I, I am, I am hoping that we are going to see that epic fight. Like, oh, that's going to be super dope. Uh, spy family 57. I'll give it an eight. Give it eight as well. Kaju number eight, uh, chapter 52. Rip the old man. Rip. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Give it eight as well. Dan and Dan 36 did not read. Uh, all of Weekly Shonen Magazine was on a break this week. Um, I could rate, you know, chapters from last week. If we really wanted to. I mean, I'm not going to. The only thing I would say is, like, fucking with Eden's fucking Connor come back into the goddamn picture. Yeah. Fucking 
you know, and then the Tokyo chapter was very depressing. The cha- Tokyo chapter was very depressing as well. Cause I, I, I mentioned to you that mm-hmm. the Jafuya outburst and everything. Yeah. yeah that, that was some depressing stuff. But, uh, next up was, uh, soul leveling 177. What the fuck? Oh, hit the button. <laughs> what the? F- yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Had to think, like, which which color is it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it was good. I mean, I give it a nine overall for the chapter. It's just a point of just me going, I understand why you're doing this, but what the fuck? (laughs) You said you gave it a nine, though? Yeah. I didn't even read that one yet, so I'm looking forward to it. But what I did read is uh, adding back to the lineup. It is back from a break. Unordinary is officially Woo! back, which is super, super exciting. Unordinary is absolutely fantastic. Definitely recommend giving it a read. Uh, how have you felt uh, with the uh, the season kicking off? I feel like it's been super fucking good so far because it's just been John trying to fit himself back into this, you know, this world that, you know, he basically fucked over. You know, him, you know, obviously really uh, giving up the title of king, Mm -hmm. uh, pulled in, you know, the previous king and uh, what's her name? Remy. Remy, thank you. And uh, Sarah in there, you know, to basically tell him that, hey, I want to give up the the title, uh, which then goes to Blake. Um, But, I mean, I feel like this return has been great. It's just been John trying to figure things out, you know. He's Uh, still got some rage, but he's he's working through it. What's been your thoughts? I mean, I'm not entirely hyped for it yet. I mean, it is just a reintroduction in so far i mean mostly seeing john sort of being a normal person rather than a paranoid wreck um well timothy being a normal person and everything uh seraphine being a badass again overall i mean it's just a enjoyable walk back in i mean i'm not like terribly hyped yet because not entirely sure where it's going quite yet um i do give the most recent chapter a for possible Best friendship in the series, possibly. Yeah, possibly. John and Blake. <laughs> Man, talk about a turnaround if these two ends up being like best friends. Uh, because where this chapter in was trying to... <clears throat> All I see is Seraphine stopping time and those two just laser beaming. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, John uh, went to uh, Blake to try to get advice about how to get into the safe house. Because he wants to go on this trip. Because he's super sus of Sarah. Yeah, he's super sus to Sarah right now where he thinks something's going to happen. Because in the chapter before, you know, when him and Sarah walk down the hall, he, he senses a present thanks to his uh, his ability where he spots someone invisible and he starts connecting the dots where, hey, when she lost her ability, there was someone invisible there too. You know, they've been tracking him the whole time. One thing, you know, he keeps connecting the dots and then he has like a little, you know, a very quick like single panel like mental breakdown moment just very briefly where he realizes that, Oh, hey, Sarah and them, they were trying to tell me this, but I was so pissed off that I didn't listen. You know, we get that little flashback. Yeah. So we get that one little moment where he just gets really pissed and hits the wall, and that's where Blake kind of like, stop, shut the fuck up, whatever. And Which is, you know, again, it's, it's where, you know, he goes to try to talk to Blake and maybe kicking off a potential best friendship between the two. No. We'll see. Blake's going to tell him to go F off next chapter. We'll see. <laughs> he most definitely is. Hey, you never know, man. This could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That'd be quite the turnaround if it was, though. Uh, what about Week Hero 168? I'm super down with what's going on in Week Hero right now. Mm. I really wish I could just read it straight, though. Right. Have you been reading it at all, Ray? Yeah. yeah. Friggin', we have three different fights yep. <laughs> going on. And just Jake and the other second just... 
they're, walking. They haven't even fought yet. They're just <laughs> walking to each other. And I'm just like, well, this is going to be badass. <laughs> because we have two guys who are being tricksters, two guys who just want nothing to do with this. They just they want to just fight, get it over with. And then we have Wolf and the other crazy bastard. Yep. <laughs> I love that shot of Wolf where he's like, three, two, two. One. And then he's taking off his glasses. He looks like a psychopath. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and they're fighting in a bathroom. Yep. <laughs> There's so much shit happening right now. <laughs> and just Donald going, you guys, you kids go nuts. Deuces. Ding. <laughs> I'm going to go say hi to the boss. <laughs> I give this chapter probably an eight. I give it a nine. Uh, what about LC 147? Um, there's some pretty serious stuff going on right now in LC. I give what's happening right now an eight. Okay. Finally introduced, a couple chapters ago, it finally introduced that there is a world academy for new awakened and whatnot, and they've come to our Korean school to more or less be pricks. Okay, right on, right on. Uh, what was your favorite chapter of the week? We Carol. We Carol was good. Um... I don't know. I've been sitting here thinking about, like, what's going to be my favorite? Um, this whole, you know, this whole angle that brought back up my hero out of the blue was kind of... You owe her an apology. I ain't apologizing for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not apologizing for shit, bro. Uh, I don't know. I would say my favorite chapter is, honestly, potentially Blue Box. Blue Box 33. Pretty Blue Box sp- was good. Yeah, it was a good chapter, so I'll probably roll with that. All right, well... Uh, that is it for the show, I guess. I got nothing else. Again, we will be on a break next week uh, for Christmas. Happy holidays once again. Uh, episode 60 will come out on January 2nd to kick off the new year, where, again, we will be talking about our top five favorite new series that came out in 2021 or favorite just new series to us that we just happen to check out fine. Like, for an example, Week Hero, I just checked out this year, so that would be one in contention for me. Uh, and then we will also talk about the top ten series that had the best year uh, in this year from the content that was released. And this is most – now, that, that part, the top ten, that's pretty much referring strictly to manga or webtoons. You know, we're not going to necessarily talk about any anime, just the actual fresh content coming out. And then also what we are excited for in 2022, we have a pretty good slate coming out of content between a couple uh, of notable movies like One Piece Red, the Dragon Ball Super movie, uh, the Black Clover movie. So we had some good movies coming out. Um and then, you know, some different animes confirmed, like Season 6, Bleach. Uh, we have Spy Family, of course. Rising of the Shield Hero. Rising of the Shield Hero. <laughs> that one is in spring as well. So, yeah, Spy Family and Shield Hero in spring. Ooh. Well, Shield Hero is currently in spring. Currently, yeah, that could change. We have Orient coming out here in a couple weeks. That's one that I'm excited yeah. for. That's from the uh, Moggy creator. Mm-hmm. I never got into Moggy. Uh, I tried. I gave it a legitimate shot. but Moggy was good. I, I didn't really get into it, but I am I'm a, I am excited for Orient. The description for it sounds pretty neat. Sounds pretty nice, and the animation looks awesome. I think it's more. I think Orient's gonna be one of the more like headline series for this upcoming winter. I can see o- that. outside of Attack on Titan, of course. Which, unless Josh does come back on the show sometime in the near future, that will not be talked. Even if he does, I don't think he's gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah, he was sort of really not having it towards yeah, the end. Yeah, he was. He's. I think he's done with Attack on Titan. I don't think he's gonna be checking that out. So I don't think that's gonna be part of our lineup. Uh, and then, of course, with episode sixty, we like I mentioned already, we will have the Sakugan finale and the Talk Op Destiny finale, which out of the two, obviously Talk Op is the one that we are very pumped for. Because like like I was kind of mentioning earlier, is this going to be the end of the series? Is this going to be the end of a season one? 
Will we get a phone game? <laughs> yeah, will we get the, the phone game that it's supposed to be? We, 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 we will see. We will see. Uh, Zach, any last thoughts on anything we talked about or anything in general before we get out of here? Nothing really. All I got is my usual thing of like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you like what's going on, you can hit the subscribe button. If you actually want to know when we put things out, you can hit the bell. And YouTube or whatever platform we are on will let you know. And you can do that at YouTube dot com slash sparky three and merry christmas everyone do everything that he said and more and we definitely appreciate it uh like he said as well merry christmas hopefully you have a wonderful holidays uh we'll see you guys next year anime anime plus news that will still be going on as normal that will still be coming out every monday don't worry about that one but anime will come out uh next year so yeah see you guys next year later bye